When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We are talking all things Pitt today, and it's a victory Sunday for your Pitt Panthers. They came away with a blowout win of 77-7 over New Hampshire. Now, yes, if you're sitting here and you're being a typical Pitt fan, you want to be cynical and not take take any solace in this win, I totally feel you. UNH is a FCS program. This was what's supposed to happen, a blowout. But I will say this. This is probably the cleanest I've seen Pitt play even outside of even with even with their playing of UMass. The offense put up 77 points. That's the most since Pitt put up 88 points against Westminster, get this, back in 1926. Now I'm going to get to more relevance of time and what their outlook for the rest of the season is in the second segment, but I want to lead this show talking off about a guy that showed up and showed out for a second week in a row, and that's number one, Jordan Addison. Yes, we could talk about Kenny Pickett, but you know about Kenny Pickett. This was his third 400-yard performance as a passer. He's the only Pitt quarterback in, in the history of the program to have multiple 400-yard games. Threw five touchdowns this week after throwing six touchdowns last week. You know, safe to say, having a super season. If he's able to keep this up through ACC play, I mean, we could be talking serious awards at the end of the year. But the guy that I thought really showed up in a big way for a second week in a row, and is starting to show consistency, not just big playability, but consistency, is Jordan Addison. He finished catching all six of his targets for 179 yards, the most since D.J. Turner put up like 184 against Virginia Tech last year, and he finished with three touchdowns. Now, the significance here with those three touchdowns is that that's now back-to-back games with three touchdowns. And the last time that that's happened, well, I actually can't find the last time that happened for Pitt. I went through... Uh, all the way back to the 2000s, not Antonio Bryant, not Tyler Boyd, and not Larry Fitzgerald had back-to-back three touchdown games. Now, Antonio Bryant and Larry Fitzgerald did have three each, three touchdown games in their careers, but never back-to-back. That's saying something for the young man, and, and here's the thing. I know you're going to say, well, that was New Hampshire and Western Michigan. Well, guess what? Pitt has played those kind of opponents for years. Bowling Green. All those different schools that you could name over the years, whether it's, you know, uh, Gardner something, uh, Gardner Webb, you know, just I, I can't even think of all the teams they played like that. Austin P last year. 
But the fact that he's able to do this in this fashion speaks a lot. Now, when I talked to receiver coach Brennan Marion, I'm going to get to him in a sec, before the season, he told me Jordan Addison told him he, he wants to be a first-round pick wide receiver. And I was sitting there like, okay, he had a great first year, solid freshman season, but he's got a long way to go to that. And he said what Brennan Marion said he would do, he said, Jordan, you don't need to yell at. You just kind of need to stand next to him and whisper in his ear and say, hey, if you want to be a first-rounder, you better make that catch. You better make that guy miss. And they say it just, it just like winds him up and sends him back out there, and then he goes and makes more plays. Now, if you're if you watch this game at all, now it was on ESPN three. I know not everybody can see it, but I urge you to look up the highlights or go look at my post game article, um, where it breaks down how Pitt did the doggone thing and beat New Hampshire. But you can watch a replay of his forty seven yard touchdown where he just caught the ball in the flat. Now, mind you, Pitt was backed up. It was like the first like real defensive play that New Hampshire had made. They sacked Kenny Pickett, and Kenny Pickett just looks to the sideline, chucks it out left, and then there goes Jordan Addison, making guys miss, spinning around guys, and you just like, wow, that guy's different. And he made some heck of a plays, and Kenny Pickett talked about him after the game, saying he felt like he was watching guys in high school, Said he's proud of him and he continues to keep working hard. Kenny Pickett all, 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 also, by the way, the dude, the guy. If you've been to Pitt games, you know they're, uh, they're super fan. The young kid, Matt, always out there supporting him. He was there kind of just sitting in the, next to us in the uh, in the press conference room. And as soon as he's done talking, as soon as Kenny's done talking to us, he comes off the podium. He could go party. He can go drink. He can go do whatever he wants. Nah, he goes sits right, right down right to that little kid, Matt. Takes pictures. He's like, hey, man, I want to talk to you. I don't care about these guys. Takes pictures with him, hanging out, letting him know that he cares about him. That's who Kenny Pickett is, man. That dude, that dude's the man. We always talk about great athletes in Pittsburgh as far as being people. Kenny Pickett's one of them. But again, back to Jordan Addison here. Kenny's had plenty of success in his time here. He's had athletes to throw to he's had big players but Jordan Addison's right now on another level than anyone he's had to target and when looking at the game one thing that Pat Narduzzi and giving him credit in this as well Pat Narduzzi has emphasized they have to get more yak yard after the catch they have to get they have to make guys miss they have to get down the field and they're doing that, especially Jordan Addison. One thing when Narduzzi said after the game, he's fast and he's explosive. You see the yak he's getting. People are, are, are at his ankles and he's making plays. That's what you expect to make for guys to make plays and to not catch it and fall down, which is what was happening to us a year ago. It makes Kenny look better, and those guys are making the plays after the catch they're supposed to. He also credited Bre- Brennan Marion um, and Mark Whipple for what the receivers are doing this year. They're not dropping balls, y'all. And I told y'all before the season that I think Brandon Marion's got something special going for this receiver group. They are proving it. Taser Mack didn't drop a pass. Uh, Shockey Jack Louie caught a touchdown. Him, him, uh, Taylor Taser Mack caught a touchdown. Addison caught three touchdowns. They are on fire. This receiver group is special. And Jordan Addison is special. I'm not so sure he's going to just jump to the NFL this year. But he may put himself in a position where 
he may be getting the accolades at the end of the year for, to, for people to start looking at him and say, hey, what's up with that? I also say when listening to Jordan Addison talk, you can tell he still needs to get his media legs under him. And it happens to every college player when they step to the podium. You know, last year, Jordan was more shy in talking. Like, he was just kind of like, really just preserved. And he just said what he said. Now, you can tell he's excited to talk, but he just don't. He, he wants to make sure he's not saying the wrong thing. So he's like, he, he's like, you know, we do this and we do that. He keeps things short. But he, but he gets to his point very quickly. And I appreciate that about Jordan. But there, there's one thing on my mind. He's a superstar player. He now has eight receiving touchdowns on the season. The two national leaders that played at, I believe, Memphis and LSU each had about six going into this game. Now, I think each of those guys got at least two. They might be, they might have gotten three, so he might not have the, the lead in the country, but he's up there with the best of them. Now, can he continue that into ACC play? That's one thing we got to look at. They take on Georgia Tech next week in Atlanta for the third straight year, then they go on the road to Virginia Tech, and then they play Clemson, who is struggling quite a bit, by the way. They're not out here dominating people like Clemson normally does. In fact, they're going into a third overtime as I record this with NC State. My goodness, NC State. But that puts things into perspective for what Pitt really does have a chance to do this year in the ACC. I know they lost last week to Western Michigan. It was doom and gloom. And I said back then, you know, that's why I said I'm not calling for Narduzzi's head because they could turn this around. But there's things they need to do. They did the first thing right. They did. They blew out this team. But what's the next steps? We're going to get to that in just a minute right here on the H2B Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Stay tuned with us at DKPittsburghSports.com. Right where we left off on DKPittsburghSports.com. This is the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Remember to rate our show five stars on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are hosted. You can, when you rate us five stars, it doesn't just help out the, the H2P Podcast. It helps out the Lolly Carter Steelers Podcast. It helps out the Daily Shots. It helps out all the shows like Yin's Hers and Mad Chad and Nettie and the Pirates Podcast to be named later. All the different shows, you know, the, 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 all the shows, they get, a, they get a boost from it. So drop us a five-star rating. It really helps us out. But back to Pitt. This was the this was the blowout that they needed. And again, I know everyone's out here saying, well, this is what they're supposed to do. Yes! But how many times have they not done what they're supposed to do? Like last week. They took an inferior opponent, jumped all over him. And that was another thing. Kenny Pickett said after the game, you know, we were we were worried about we were not worried, but we were focused on on jumping on on guys early. Pat Narduzzi pointed out on Monday in his, his press conferences, we have not started off hot in any of the games, and that's very true. I think I've said in the if you follow the live files that we do for DKPittsburghSports.com, I think in every single one of them, you go way back through the comments, you can see me saying at the beginning of the UMass game, the beginning of the Tennessee game, and the beginning of Western Michigan game, is like if it starts like these, this is how you get down, and this is how other teams catch you. And... I, you know, they'd come out, they hadn't scored on, on on their opening possession in either of those games. And I think in both uh, Tennessee and Western Michigan, 
they were down double-digit points in the first quarter at one point. Tennessee, they overcame it. Western Michigan, they, they, they didn't. But the defense came out, set the tone. Phil Campbell gets a safety, forces the intentional grounding. Damar Mathis gets a pick six. Pitt's offense puts five touchdowns in a row on the board. That's clean. And Pat Narduzzi brought up something after the game that I thought was very valuable. He said, you don't always score five touchdowns in a row against air or seven, seven points against air. And what he means by that is you have to be a coordinated offense, an oil, a well-oiled offense to score that many points, even against high schoolers. I know for a fact because what one drill that I know that a lot of coaches will use is five for perfect plays. Five perfect plays means when your offense lines up, there's no defense in front of you. There's nobody in front of you. But you're going to call five plays, whether they're runs or passes, and every single body has to line up the right way, take the right steps, run the right routes, make the right throw, catch the ball, and do everything you're exactly supposed to do as scripted. And I can tell you, from watching that in practices, it ain't easy. You think it is, but it's not. And then you could you get to that fourth play, and one guy runs the wrong route, or one guy blocks the wrong the wrong goes runs the wrong gap, or takes the wrong step in the you know in the run game. Whoop! Got to start all five of them over because if you don't get five perfect plays in a row, you you got to restart the drill. That's what Pat's talking about by how you know seventy seven points is hard is hard to do. Now I know a lot of Pitt fans are still sitting here like, man, I'm I don't care about none of this, Chris. I'm I'm still mad about that loss last week. I feel you. It was embarrassing. And just think, if they had not lost that game, they'd be 4-0 right now, and there'd be nothing anybody can say about this team. Heck, if they'd be 4-0, they, again, they would have scored 40 points or more in all four of their games. They hadn't done it in three games in a row ever in program history. This is a historic run offensively for Pitt's offense. Well, you know, However you want to look around it, that's the case. Now, could things change in the ACC? Sure. But I'll tell you what, there ain't no powerhouse in the ACC. I know Clemson's ranked ninth overall, but whoo, boy, they are struggling. There is no, there's no team in the ACC that I think Pitt should be like, man, whew, if, uh, if, we don't, if we don't play a perfect game, it's going to be a blowout. Not if we don't play a perfect game, we'll, we'll, we'll lose, but I mean a blowout. And that's how it was with Notre Dame and uh, Clemson last year. But I really think Pitt's got a shot to do some serious damage. And here, and here's the whole thing is that, yes, that loss last week was embarrassing. But it was to a non-conference opponent. It was a wake-up call. Kenny Pickett called it a wake-up call. Wendell Davis, the team's starting Mike Linebacker, who led the team in tackles today with five, he called it a wake-up call. Kenny Pickett said they called the captains called a, a players-only team meeting the very next Sunday or the very the day after the, the Western Michigan loss, and they said, you know, remember the Titan style. Like, like we can't, we, we go out there like that. We're going to be sorry, man. If you uh, watch whatever the Titans, you'll get that reference. If you don't, I'm sorry. I just yelled at you for nothing. But that's leadership right there, and this was what I talked about all leading into the season. The biggest thing wasn't 
just the fact that Kenny Pickett was back. It was that there's 27 seniors on this roster. And yes, they lost that tough game. But what's going to determine this season's fate is can these seniors set the right tone and turn things around when things are going badly? And if there's the wrong message after a win or a loss, also, wow, yeah, NC State just won its final. Jeez. Clemson is 2-2. Two and two. The ACC can be had, y'all. But back to my point. You have those seniors that can turn those moments around. You can turn what would be a, a an avalanche of losses into a quick stop. I think that was a problem that Pitt ran into last year with those back-to-back one-point losses. And then they lost to um, Notre Dame and Miami in the ways that they did. Now, granted, those were out, Kenny, and that was a, those were tough games. But, you know, maybe if they had the kind of leadership that they have this year, last year, if some of those guys were a little bit more mature, maybe those one of those one-point losses, one of those one-point losses isn't a loss. And again, if even one of those aren't, it's an eight-win season. You're eight and four. You feel a little bit better than a seven and five season. And again, if they win both of those one-point games, it's a nine-win season, and everyone's looking at Pitt very differently. And Wendell Davis even said, like, maybe this was something that we have to look at as a positive thing. Maybe it's something that we had, we, we we got woke up at the right time when it, when it can hurt us the least. Because, yeah, again, this doesn't go against your conference record, which is what will determine if you win the Coastal War and determine if you get a shot in the ACC title game this year, which I think they really have a shot at. With this offense, they could put up points on anybody. I don't see any defenses in the ACC that's going to shut it down unless they are just an unclean offense. And so far, Kenny Pickett is making sure that's not the case. Even the run game woke up in this game. Rodney Hammond, Rodney Hammond Jr., the the true freshman, 17 carries, 100 yards. He's the first 100-yard rusher of the season. Got three touchdowns. Even he, after the game, was like, yeah, that's over with. We got to play Georgia Tech next week. He Even he, like a freshman, he should be bright-eyed and be like, yeah, man, the students were cheering me on. I had three touchdowns. Yay. He wasn't having it. That's the message across the board. That's the that's the difference when a, when leadership's there. And this will be the true measure of Pat Narduzzi this season. Does that leadership shine true? Does this team stay focused down the stretch? Yes, they lost to Western Michigan. But if they come in here, they have a nine-win season, they make the ACC championship game, and if they make the ACC championship game, that's what you want. And goodness, I'm telling you, I, there's there's not a team in the ACC that I'm terrified of right now. Like I was terrified of Clemson last year if I was to play that team. Pitt could sneak in here and do and do some real damage and actually win the ACC this year. I know it's a long way down the road, but not none of these teams have have said to me like, man, that team's gonna spank you if you if if you if you're just off just a little bit on this day. Now again, they got a long way to get there, but Kenny Pickett playing the way he is. Jordan Addison playing the way he is, and the run game waking up. Not only did Hammond get 100 yards, Izzy Abaniconda, 13 carries, 75 yards. Vincent Davis, 7 carries, 50 yards. All, all three of their top backs in this game averaged around like a, well a, over 5 yards a carry. Hammond and Abaniconda almost averaged 6 yards per carry. Vincent Davis averaged 7 yards per carry. And again, you're just going to say New Hampshire, but guess what? They weren't even doing that against UMass. And that was with a makeshift offensive line because Owen Drexel was out. Maybe there's something here. We will have to see in the coming weeks. They take on Georgia Tech in Atlanta next Saturday. That'll be the first test to say, hey, can you build momentum? Can you win back-to-back? Can you be consistent? And if they do, 
they'll be looking at a 4-1 record two weeks from playing Clemson. Which, even though Clemson's not good, it's still Clemson. It's still the name. It's still Dabo Swinney. They got to take it one game at a time, and maybe they'll get there and be on a bigger stage nationally. But, hey, Pitt fans, enjoy the win. Enjoy the victory Monday. And see if your team gets ready for a big game next Saturday. I'll be right there uh, covering it on the live files as usual. It will be in Atlanta. I won't be in the stadium, but I will be all over it getting y'all the details on how things work out. But stay tuned to DKPittsburghSports.com. We'll have all your great pit coverage here, breaking things down throughout the week. I'm Chris Carter, your host of the H2P Podcast. Remember to check us out on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Rate us five-star on Apple. It really helps me out, helps everyone here out on DKPittsburghSports.com. Be back in your ears very soon, well, next week on the H2P Podcast. But stay tuned. we got a lot of great content coming your way on DKPittsburghSports.com. Again, I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Check out my post-game article for all the analysis and quotes on the game because I think you'll like what some of the guys had to say. <laughs>